Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we are here to talk all things Bachelor. Before we get into it, I want to remind you to listen on Spotify and please leave a five-star review on iTunes. This week, I caught up with Becca Martinez from Ari Leindyke Jr.'s season of The Bachelor. While Becca had an interesting arc on the show, fans may not know that she had kind of an even more wild life after the show. Becca and her boyfriend found out that they were pregnant with their first child just two months into their relationship. And now that their daughter is almost two, Becca is about to give birth to baby number two. So we talk all about her relationship, her motherhood journey, and of course, her time on the show including all this drama she had with Ari and Lauren that I didn't even really realize and how they kind of made amends and where they all stand now. But first, we need to talk about the biggest Bachelor news. I have my coworker, Us Weekly Associate Editor, Nick Houtman here. Hi, Nick. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I almost forgot about Becca, but that's exciting. (laughs) No, honestly... I kind of not forgot about her because how could you forget someone who spells Becca with a K? True, true. And there's a Becca with a K on Listen to Your Heart. But talking to her, there's she had like so many more. Remember like her hair was a big drama because she was like the only person with short, not like a drama, but like a topic of conversation. Right, right. She was such like an enigma on the show, I feel like. And she reminded me that when the season started, they didn't put her age in the bio. And she didn't Oh my God, why. that's right. Right. And then it became such a big storyline on the show. And she was like, what's going on? Like, why am I not supposed to tell everyone how old I am? Like, it was a very interesting conversation and talking about how the show's kind of leaned into the young thing. And now we're going back old. So I I think it's definitely worth listening to. Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) Thanks, Nick. Um, Okay. But before we get into that, we need to talk about the breaking news of the world, which is Tyler Cameron spoke to Us Weekly and he said Gigi Hadid's name. Yes, he did. He said Gigi. And our coworker, Kaylee, who's great, who was on this podcast last week, did the interview. It was awesome. And he is promoting his new show on Quibi. Have you downloaded Quibi yet? I haven't, but there sound like there are so many good shows on it. Like, I feel like I need to get it. Yeah, I downloaded it to watch Nicole Richie's show because I love her. And it was interesting. It's kind of just like YouTube. I mean, it's like really nice, like quality content, but they're like, it's kind of like YouTube videos. Like, I'm a little confused why we need a whole nother app for it, but there's like huge names on it. How much is it? it I, it's like free for the first two months. So I don't know. Oh, you love a free trial. I'm probably being charged that <laughs> I'm so bad at canceling free trials. I've been charged for YouTube premium, like literally for the last year. 
All for Justin and Haley. Yeah, and it wasn't worth it, but whatever. Yeah. So his new show, how do you pronounce it? I think it's Barkitecture, like architecture, but bark, because it's dogs. Right. So fans may have forgotten that Tyler Cameron's a contractor, which is what he did before he was, you know, the Bachelorette stud. And now he's building dog houses for people like Lisa Vanderpump. And part of me can't say that with a straight face. And another part of me thinks it's kind of genius. I mean, I might have to download Quibi like right after this. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I love seeing reality star like crossovers. And there's other big names on it too. Lisa Vanderpump was just the one who like stood out to me. And I don't know. I, I'm kind of into it. But he talked a lot about the show, which is all going to be on usmagazine.com. But obviously we need to get to some of the tea he spilled. And Before that though, can oh, I just interrupt okay. you for a second? Of course. So when he named Jeff Lisa Vanderpump, I was like, okay, just brainstorming. Which Vanderpump Rules co-star do you think he should hook up with? If he could. Oh, do they have to be single? Uh, let's do one single and one who's not single. So for single, for me, I want to say Dana. I could just totally see them hooking up. Okay. Interesting. For not single, I'm just going to say Sheena just because she just, she just loves a guy. <laughs> Sheena is the most likely because she's hooked up with Bachelorette contestants before. I don't know if I love Shishu very much and I love Tyler. I don't know if they would be very compatible, but I would see that happening. I Wow. Dana's a great call. Right? She's I could totally see that. She's blonde. She's single. They're kind of similar age. Some of the older Vanderpumps are older. Um, but you know what? I'm also just going to give one to a girl, Kristen Doty. Like she deserves it. Yes, she does. That's true. And Kristen, as we know, is dating someone right now, but it's not serious. And I mean, that could be like a great, she was sliding into Luke from Summer House's DMs. Right. So she's clearly down to date another reality star. Wow. I love that question. Okay. We need Tyler to be like a Tom Tom server. Right, right. Okay, sorry to sidetrack you. I just had to ask that. No, that's an iconic question. I'm happy to ask. <laughs> um, so he first talked to us about the Matt James drama, which if you don't remember or don't listen to this podcast every week, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But basically, Claire Crowley threw shade at Matt James and was saying that if you're already on Cameo and doing interviews, I don't want you on my season. Like, don't bother. We know Tyler is Matt James's best friend. And we asked him, one, if he gave any advice to Matt. He said, I just told him to be Matt. There's no need to be anyone else. Be Matt and have fun. Focus on building that relationship and enjoy the experience. And then when we asked about the drama, Tyler said he laughed and thought it was hysterical. But he also understands Claire and where she's coming from. We're in tough times right now. There's no rules to anything. And it's kind of hard. And I totally hear her. But I think when it all comes down to the end and everyone's able to just talk like adults and hash things out, I think there's great things to come out of it. So it's fine. It's water under the bridge. I thought it was interesting that he kind of sided with Claire on that. <laughs> right? I mean, I also side with Claire on this. <laughs> Same. Um, no shade to Matt James, but I feel like I could totally see him like being in it for fame in a way. So it was interesting to see Tyler kind of not throw his best friend under the bus, but essentially throw his best friend under the bus and side with Claire. Yeah, I mean, I think I get what he's saying. Like, he thinks it's funny, one, that his friend is probably now, like, in all these headlines and, like, all this drama. And I don't know. I see – he was trying to raise money for charity. Like, it's fine. But at the same time, if I was Claire, I would also be like, I don't need someone who's doing interviews to be on my show. Right, right. Before it even starts filming. It's weird. 
Yeah, and it is an uncharted territory. Matt James has consistently said he can't wait to meet Claire. He's trying to be on the show. Um, we don't know how many people they're going to keep from the season. Um, but Chris Harrison is insisting that Claire's season is happening. So we know something's happening. As far as the Hannah and Gigi stuff, I actually want to play that because I think it's very interesting. So here is Kaylee talking to Tyler Cameron about Hannah, Gigi, and about the shade he um, is throwing on Connor on TikTok, which was iconic. And during quarantine, fans loved seeing you and Hannah reconnect. How would you describe the bond and friendship you two share? Yeah, we have a great friendship. Uh, she's, you know, we both, you know, care about each other a lot and, and want each other to be happy. So it was nice to kind of put our past behind us and be able to have that friendship again. So it's, it's a very, very nice thing to have. Yeah, yeah, you two are so sweet. I love you guys. And another one of your friends, Gigi, recently announced her exciting news. Are you happy for her? I'm stoked for her. She's going to be the most incredible mother. Uh, one of the most sweetest, caring people I know. She comes from a great family. So uh, I'm very excited for her. She's going to be an amazing mom. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for her too. And gosh, so many celebrities are huge fans of The Bachelor. Yeah. Since it's been a year since you kind of entered the spotlight. Have any celebrities reached out to you just telling you like how big of fans they are of yours? <laughs> no, they, they don't. Uh, but <laughs> You know, I got to meet like some great people. And you've become like a TikTok star at this point. You're killing it with the TikTok. I need to get back on the TikTok game. I've been slacking. Oh my God. You're really funny to watch and you're a great dancer. Who knew? I'm working on it. You're being generous with your comments. <laughs> Did you ever end up giving Peter TikTok advice? No. Uh, Peter, Peter, Peter's, Peter's a character himself, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why we're getting on Peter, man. We need to get on Connor. Uh, Connor's TikToks. Those are the all-time worst TikToks I've ever seen. So. <laughs> I don't think I've seen them yet. I need to check them out. Peter, Peter, Peter looks like he's level one thousand in, in graduate program compared to ouch intro to, intro to dance Connor S. So, <laughs> but but I think but like I think Connor's what makes Connor great with his dances is he's able to poke fun at himself too. Yeah. You know, like. Like I go on TikTok, I don't take myself seriously. I can't dance. I just yeah. have fun doing it. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, I know being self-deprecating. It's really fun. Exactly. Yeah. Are you happy for Peter and Kelly? I, I'm stoked. I'm happy. You know, uh, I believe everyone deserves happiness, and and I think we should be cheering them on. Yeah. Uh, people are you know cutting them down, but I think people got to realize that this is not their fantasy to live out. This is Peter and Kelly's world. You know, like mm-hmm. why don't we just wish happiness for them. I mean, they're a beautiful couple. They're great people. They have great hearts. So let's, let's, let's root for them and cheer them on. You know, that's going to help the relationship more than anything else. Okay. So a few things stood out to me. One, him and Hannah being able to put their past behind him. Do you think, I know they're not dating right now and they probably hooked up and whatever, but going forward, what is your Hannah Tyler prediction? Just friends. Okay. So I've always been like, a Hannah and Tyler truther. Like, I think that they're just friends this whole time. Um, really? Truther, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, truther. <laughs> um, but I could 100% see them, like, getting back together at one point. I just feel like they're kind of, like, meant to be in a way. Like, they just seem like they just have so much fun together. And, like, it just, I don't know. It seems like it's meant to be. Yeah, I mean, I never thought, like, after she was in Florida that they were just going to, like, come out of this dating full-on and it was going to be, like, the greatest thing ever. Like, I knew it was going to be, like, she was probably going to go home at some point which happened, but I am not a truther. I think that they definitely hooked up during that situation. She was like always in his bed and his TikToks and they had so much chemistry on the show. Like there's just no way that they didn't, but 
Right. We'll see. It's so interesting that she kind of just like up and left Florida. Like I know that they still like communicated on TikTok and whatnot, but I feel like it was a very like quick, like not breakup, but like just like very quick, like separation. You know what I think it actually was though? I think her brother came home from rehab. Oh, right. I forgot about that. It's okay. It's okay. It did kind of feel like that, but I was looking back and I'm pretty sure he came home and like then so she went there and it, it, it made more sense. But speaking about her, actually we'll get to her brother in a second because I just want to touch on some of the stuff he said about Gigi. I love that he said she um, is going to be a great mom and that she has a great family, which we know he knows because he was at that funeral, which will never not be the weirdest thing to happen in 2019. Right. Yeah. They were together for what, like less than two months, I think it was. And he went to her grandmother's funeral in another country. Holland. So, yeah. Insane. Do you think him and Gigi talk at all anymore? I don't. No, absolutely not. There's no chance. Do you think he slid into the DMs to say congrats? Or do you think he didn't even? Because I'd be scared Zane was going to come for me. I'm sure he has her phone number. So I'm sure he texted her. I don't think it was a DM slide. You think he texted her though? Yeah, I think so. But it was also weird because she didn't, like, confirm it for a hot minute. Like, it was, like, in the press. Like, I wonder if he waited to, like, the Fallon interview. I almost think he didn't say anything. I mean, he, there's no way he knew beforehand. She didn't, like, give him a heads up or anything, so. No, definitely not. But, like, it's always weird when, like, celebrities, they feel like, announce their pregnancy. or like, don't announce their pregnancy. Like, it comes out through, like, a source or, like, a news outlet. And then, like, they don't confirm it yet themselves. And it's, like, do, I wonder if their friends, like, wait until the, the bump picture on Instagram. Right. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Part of me thinks that he didn't reach out at all because he's scared of Zane. And like, I don't blame him because I'm scared of Zane. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get that. How do you feel about his shady comments about Connor on TikTok being worse than Peter? Okay, so I love Connor. I've loved Connor since the beginning. I think he's a great guy. He's so nice. I think he would even be a good bachelor, honestly. I understand. Okay, so my whole thing is Peter's TikToks, I feel like when I watched Peter, I could see like the determination in his face. Like, I think he's actually trying. Whereas I think Connor is kind of poking fun at himself. I think he knows that he's being bad. And I think Peter, Peter, otherwise, like he thinks he's the greatest. So I thought it was obviously um, Tyler was kind of kidding when he called Connor the all time worst. His words, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I feel like that was a little harsh. I feel like that title should go to Peter instead of Connor. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both pretty horrible, and so am I. So, like, that's just stay there. Like, TikTok is impossible, and we can't all be Charlie D'Amelio. I love that they're both leaning into it and posting. Like, everyone's like, please stop. Like, honestly, like, keep going. Like, it's cracking me up. Peter hasn't been posting a lot recently, and I don't know if it's because the comments are getting to him, but, like, I need him to, like, do the, like, slow-motion breakdown again. Like, that video, literally, like, I cry thinking about it. So... That was... The best moment of 2020. 100%. Like, TikTok is keeping the world, like, alive. And Peter and Connor's ability to... Their lack of ability, is a better way to say it, is the best part of 2020 right now. The weirdest thing about Connor's is that his tongue is always hanging out in his videos, which makes me think that he's doing it, like, as a joke. Like, he's making these stupid faces and whatnot. I don't know. It's just all so weird. I forgot that I met Connor when I went to Canada with some of the Bachelor people um, to get facials last year, which was the best part of my 2019. Um, And he was very nice, very sweet, and very normal. So yeah, I don't know. It it was kind of funny, though, that I wonder how they all like talk about their TikToks or their comments they make about each other. Because he was pretty open to me, like, yeah, he's the worst. Like, is Connor going to listen to that and be like, what the f***, bro? (laughs) Or um, (laughs) is he just going to be like, whatever? Yeah. 
I guess time will tell. Well, in other news, um, Mother's Day was like a wild newsmaker for Bachelor Nation. Most importantly, Hannah Brown, our girl, um, her mom, Sue, took to Instagram. And she first, it seemed like, shared a very sweet note to her son who, like we said, was in treatment for substance abuse issues or um, in some mental health struggles and stuff earlier this year. And she wrote, thank you, God, for letting him stay with me a little longer. You listen to my prayers and he's going to have a wonderful life. Best Mother's Day anyone could ever ask for. So at first it's like, oh, that's so sweet. Like she, you know, is reflecting on her son being there, which is great. You know, he, we're happy for him that he's doing better. But then she throws in, and I don't have a son-in-law that hurts my ears when he sings. Prayers answered. Total Barb move. Total Barb move. (laughs) I mean, I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I read it a few times because I was like, there's no way this is about Jed. Like, why would she even like bring this into this? And then I was like, this is 100% about Jed. (laughs) You know what I think? Because I thought the same thing. I think it's because this time last year, Hannah was finishing her season. So Mother's Day of 2019, Jed was probably involved in some way. Right. So I think you were the one who posted that somewhere on social media. And when I saw that, that's when it kind of clicked. And I was like, oh, my God, the timeline matches up. Like maybe Sue spent, Sue Brown spent last Mother's Day on FaceTime with Jed singing to her. And she was like, thank you next. Right, right. (laughs) And then Hannah commented, mother, we should probably make some edits to this. Which was a great comment. (laughs) Great. And you clearly, she didn't know her mom was going to do that, which is hilarious also. Like all these bachelor moms are just like in the other room, like posting all these shady Instagram captions and their kids wake up from a nap and they're like, what the hell mom? Like we're going to be on the cover of Us Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. I mean, you love Jed, let's be honest. So how did this make you feel? So my whole thing is, I've spoken to Jed a few times since we started talking like the beginning of Hannah's season. It was just like a random like encounter. And we've kind of like stayed in touch here and there since then. It's a weird thing. Do I think that Jed went on the show for the wrong reasons? 100%. But I also think that he's a really nice guy. And he's always been very respectful when I talk to him. So yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see both sides, I guess, with Jed, but I'm happy that he's, he's living his life now. He's, you know, he's very anti-bachelor world, which I understand um, with everything that he went through, you know, whether he's, you're on his side or not, you know, um, he did get a lot of backlash after the season, which of course was warranted, but I mean, no one should face that much backlash, I don't think. So I kind of, I'm kind of happy that he's kind of moving on from it or trying to at least yeah. until Hannah's mom comes back. <laughs> What I'll say about Jed is he kind of just took it. Like he hasn't really tried to defend himself and he's not out here trying to like really talk about the show or do anything about the show. Like he's kind of just moving on. And I respect that. Like he's not doing, I don't know. Like he's not trying to just say like what he did was okay. Like he pretty much was just like, yeah, like I went on the show for the wrong reasons. Like I pretty much told you that, but also like it went too far. Like I probably shouldn't have proposed to you when I was like low key dating someone else. So at least he admitted that. Yeah, I think he just caught caught up in the whole thing of it. Like he admitted to her that like he went on the show for his music career and then he just kind of made it to the end and she picked him and he was like, oh, wow, I kind of need to propose now. So honestly, like bachelor parents are just like gone wild. And I don't know if you know this, but Barb is now verified on Instagram. Stop. I didn't see that. (laughs) Verified on Instagram and breaking news. She raised her cameo price again. To what? Okay, so this is the whole... I've been keeping track of this. I have screenshots. When Barb first started Cameo, she was $25. Then she went up to $40. 
The last time we spoke, she was at $49. As of this morning, she's at $59. Okay, how many people do you think a week are buying cameos from Barb? Just like guesstimate. She has 111 five-star reviews. I wish you guys could see Nick's face. Oh my God. <laughs> she, so a lot of people, I think she had a big Mother's Day push. Oh, that's true. Okay. That kind of makes sense, I guess. But still, and that many five star, like specifically five stars. Um, I mean, her, like, I don't know how Cameo totally works, but it's like, she has 111 reviews and it says five star next to 111. Wow. I if mean, good anyone, for her. Got a cameo check. from Barb. Please send it to me and let me know at what price point you started doing it. So maybe I can compare like what a twenty-five dollar Barb cameo is versus like is the is the fifty-nine dollar one more premium? Is she planning to like just keep going up and like is she just testing the waters? Like part of me respects the business move. Yeah, I mean, is she stepping up each video? Is she going to start doing TikTok dances? Like, I need to know everything. And like anyone who's left Barb a review, can you leave me one? <laughs> Yeah, if you have the time to write a review for Barb, you have time to write for Sarah. Yeah, like, what the hell? But you're, I mean, I just, I can't. Verified on Instagram, charging almost $60 on Cameo. She's charging more than, like, half of the contestants. And I, part of me thinks it's insane, and another part of me just respects the hustle so much. Like, what a boss bitch Barb is. Yeah, I mean, I would totally do the same thing. I can't even lie. Right, like, totally. You would. You yeah. would totally be the kind of person who would add like a few dollars or cents every time you got a cameo just to test the limits. Yeah, I'd be like 75 bucks. I'm worth it. <laughs> Easy breezy beautiful. <laughs> Here for the Right Reasons is proudly sponsored by EveryPlate, America's best value meal kit delivery service, which shops, plans, and delivers. So all you have to do is cook and eat. I've stopped getting caught out missing ingredients that I need. Everything comes pre-measured in well-labeled kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. It's so good getting delicious, filling meals delivered right to your door every week for way less than you would spend on takeout or delivery, and it's much healthier. You pick your dishes and can skip weeks and cancel any time, so it's really flexible. It's reduced the stress of meal planning and shopping, and I'm eating so much better. There's a wide variety of recipes, and I save so much time as meals come together in around 30 minutes, which is less stressful and way less time-consuming than going to the grocery store. My favorite meal I've tried so far is the teriyaki chicken, and the simple recipes are outlined with step-by-step instruction cards, and you can feel confident even when you are cooking something you've never cooked before. The meals taste great, and I'm loving all the money and time I'm saving. Even at regular pricing, every plate is up to 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. I was initially skeptical that a meal kit delivery service would be expensive, but now I know for sure you can get great food at a great price. One meal is the same price as just one cup of coffee. To learn more, sign up, visit everyplate.com. <laughs> well, also in Peter and Kelly news, Kelly wished her mom Connie, a happy Mother's Day. And Barb was, of course, in the comments, leaving hearts, saying she can't wait to meet Connie. Barb, sweet nums, or whatever her Instagram name is. I don't know if she like has alerts turned on or what, but she always has her like seven red heart emojis ready to go and press press post. Like she is quick. Yeah. Do you think there's like a phone call beforehand where they're like, hey, like, let us know you're about to post this. I'm going to comment on it right now. Maybe like the group chat goes off, like just posted a tribute to my mom. Hee hee. Like, yeah, the Weber family group chat. Yeah. Well, but I've also been calling for 
I always wanted to know what Kelly's family thought of the situation because obviously Peter's family has been very vocal and Peter and Kelly are out here posting TikToks and they've 100% confirmed their relationship. Like they're dating, they're together whenever he's not flying, like she's with him, they're quarantined together. So someone in the comments wrote, I want to know your mom's opinions on Peter, LOL. So it was obviously someone British, which is just like a fun side note. And Kelly replied, she loves him, heart. I mean, I don't even know. I don't, how do you feel about this? I mean... I don't, I feel a couple of ways about it. And I've said stuff on this here before. I mean, part of me is like, this is just so insane. And I can't believe they're actually dating. And if I was Kelly, I would be like, I'm like, get the hell away from me. Like you not only like didn't pick me once, twice, three times, like I can't. But then the other part of me is like, they're perfect for each other because they've been through like everything already. The world is like, not even like, not like against them, but people aren't exactly like cheering for them. And they seem really, really, really happy. So I guess like, what do I have to like, I, it's not my place to judge her and tell her she shouldn't be with Peter because he didn't pick her when she's fine with it. Right. I am happy for them. And I do think as much as I love the bachelor, I do think it is kind of an unrealistic situation. So I think it does make more sense for them to get to know each other now that they're in the real world. So, I mean, yeah, I'm happy for them if they're happy, I guess. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I guess. And I'm kind of fascinated by them. And I kind of hope they get married just because I think, as I said last week, it would be hilarious to see if um, Victoria Justice or Bella Thorne is there. Right, right. That's true. Also, so my question is, and I might have missed this, is Dustin still with them? Because I feel like that's just awkward at this point. No, you know what I think? I'm pretty sure they're not in Chicago anymore, but they haven't like come out and said they're not in Chicago anymore. So I don't want to like speculate or like throw them under the bus, but I don't right. think they're in Chicago anymore. And I think Dustin lives in Chicago, which is why he was with them. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's my guess. And also since Peter's like still working sometimes, I don't know, but she's like, seems to be somewhere tropical, not Chicago. Right. Right. Uh, And better news though. I mean, Tyler said that he's cheering them on in our interview with him. So I know that was really nice of him. And he's like, it's weird because Tyler was like being a little shady towards Connor, but was like, but we all need to be nice to each other. Yeah, yeah. What kind Which, of move is that, Tyler? <laughs> that's kind of like what I do, let's be honest. I'm like, everyone, like, bullying is bad, and then I'm like, Barb is insane. Um, right, right. Peter's, mo- Peter's dad also commented how beautiful, calling Kelly and her mom beautiful. So, you know what? The Flanagans are happy. The Webbers are happy. Peter's happy. Kelly's happy. Who are we to stop happiness? If they're happy, we're happy. That's right. Well... Real quick, I just wanted to touch on Kendall and Joe from Bachelor in Paradise um, got together for sushi. Um, I believe Joe was in LA, grocery store Joe, um, and then he Venmoed her for the sushi, which I just love that they have public Venmos out here and we can all see that. And I don't know if you know they were thinking that was going to happen, but we're always watching. Um, but now I think he's back in Chicago because he's been posting like videos of him on Instagram ordering rest- ordering things. And then you saw something too, right? Right. So on Saturday night, um, Kendall went live on Instagram with Kerpa and Joe was leaving like comments every 10 seconds for like the first five minutes of the video. And like none of them were like flirty or like anything noteworthy, but it was just interesting that he was like watching it and like that they're still kind of interacting. Right. Yeah. And I don't think I didn't see her acknowledge any of his comments, um, but it was interesting that he was even on there. Kerpa throwback. Yeah, I forgot all about Kerpa. (laughs) literally wow that's so interesting because when they posted the sushi pictures like he deleted his when a bachelor like instagram account like picked up on it yeah so i didn't think they wanted people to know but then of course like we wrote it anyway so maybe it's just whatever but i think they're just friends and maybe he went to california to get some of his stuff 
Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of just like a a friendly like post relationship relationship. Yeah, I'm sad. I really liked them, but can't can't have it all. I um, liked well, them, but now... I didn't see them ending up together. Really? Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> well, speaking of hot takes, Becca was full of them um, on her time on the show and during this interview. She was watching Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. She has a lot of opinions about. Um, Peter's TikToks also. So that was really interesting. So here is my interview with Becca. Okay. So first of all, congratulations, baby number two. Thank you. How are you feeling? You know what? I am feeling pretty good. I don't really have any major complaints. So just kind of, just kind of rolling with everything right now as best I can. Yeah. Is quarantine like affected your birth plan or how you're just like emotionally feeling or anything like that? Honestly, no, everything has stayed the same. Thankfully with my first daughter, Ruth, we, um, had her at a birth center and then we already felt this time around, everything was fantastic. Had her at a birth center with midwives. And then this time we decided we were going to do a home birth with midwives And so that was already the plan. And then now with quarantine and COVID, it's kind of nice that I don't have to be at the hospital. And so I'm really excited about that. And so virtually nothing has had to change. And if anything, some people think I'm a little bit less crazy. So that's good. And then just like emotionally, you know, I know that it's so difficult for so many people and I don't want to brush over it and be like, oh, it's great. But from my perspective, being able to be at home and be with Gray and be with Ruth and have all three of us just, we have weeks of this slow time to just connect and hang out together. It's kind of perfect, especially since we're transitioning to have a second baby. It's like how many kids get the opportunity to just hang out with both their parents all day and hang out that in the is, backyard and all of that. That is so true. That's such a nice way to look at it also. Yeah. So it's been, I, I've been kind of enjoying it. And I also feel really sort of antisocial when I'm pregnant. And so I kind of like that I don't have any FOMO because nobody else is doing anything either. So. So, totally. How are you guys passing the time to entertain your daughter yeah. and everything? Yeah. The first three weeks, I think everyone else might've felt this way. The first three weeks were kind of like, three or four weeks were really kind of weird. And, you know, Gray had to close down his climbing gym that he just opened six months ago. Um, We don't know when that will reopen. And so the first month or so, he was kind of like, all right, it's 11 a.m. Time to crack open a beer. Like, this is totally. (laughs) And then now we've sort of gotten into more of a routine. And now we're actually tackling the projects that we wanted to do. Clearing out the baby room, you know, going through the garage, doing all that kind of stuff. And so usually we're working on little projects throughout the day. The weather has been great here in Long Beach. So hanging out in the backyard, we're so lucky to have that outdoor space going on walks, reading, just really like taking it slow. Do you think, how old is your daughter now? She is 15 months tomorrow. Okay. Wow. Well, do you think she has any idea that there's going to be another little human joining the fam soon? I don't know. Cause people have asked me like, does Ruth notice your bump? And I'm like, well, for her, it's been pretty gradual. 
you know, it's like been slowly growing over half her life, basically. Like I got pregnant when she was seven months old. So I don't know if she really notices, but we tell her like, baby, there's a baby inside. And we'll post, we'll point to pictures of babies be like, look, there's a baby. And then I'll point to my belly. So she'll kind of do that. And we'll point to my belly and then point to the picture. But I think she has no freaking clue what's going on. (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, you were so honest about how you kind of got pregnant very early into your relationship the first time. Yeah. So how has this experience been different now that, you know, you're like a family? Oh my gosh. It's so much better. It's, I mean, it's really, I guess this goes without saying, but it's so stressful to get pregnant with someone that you've only known for three months and you're figuring out who this person is during the pregnancy. Luckily, I figured out that I was with a really great person and a really great partner and father. But navigating all of that was really, really difficult and not fun. And both of us weren't even sure if we wanted to be with each other, all that kind of stuff. And then this time around, you know, we love each other and we know that, and we know that we want to be together and that makes everything so much easier to deal with. And we also know that we're like, we're excited. We're like, Oh, everything was so much fun when, when Ruth came, like everything changed, everything was great. And now we get to add a second one. Like that's just going to be awesome. So we're both really excited and knowing that we're both definitely happy this time and that, you know, we're not going anywhere is such a secure, safe, happy feeling in comparison to how kind of anxiety inducing everything was the first time. I mean, that's pretty like storybook that it like kind of worked out. Like you guys realized like you were compatible. This was, you were both in it. Yeah. Very lucky. (laughs) That's for sure. But I think getting through something difficult also really bonds people together. And I feel like if you can make it through and unplanned pregnancy, and if you're both good people, and if you can make it through that first year, like, I feel like there's a lot you can make it through together. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys talk about marriage or those next steps? Or are you good, good with where you're at? No, we definitely do talk about it a lot. And I always get asked all the time. And it's not like either of us are super anti-establishment or anything We're like, no, we don't need labels. I think that I don't know. I think when we both decide like, oh, let's get married, let's do it. It'll happen. I think there's so much going on in our life right now. And although we're not like against getting married, I I feel like we both are kind of in the mode of like, well, we don't need to right now. We're 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 both. Yeah, we're busy. We're both obviously committed. And so I don't know. I think that'll happen when and if it happens, but no, no, uh, no near future plans. Got it. Um, I'm mean, not against it either though. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's an element of surprise too. You know, you don't, you don't know what he's saying. Yes. You never know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's probably Googling like, what has Becca said in interviews lately when she wants to get married? <laughs> um, I always tell him though, I'm like, I, I kind of hate the surprise engagement. Like, not that I want someone to tell me like, Oh, I'm going to propose to you next week, but I kind of hate the whole surprise engagement thing. Like I definitely would want someone to tell me like, are you ready to get married? Is this the step you want to take? And then surprise me sometime like in the next six months. But I know some people whose partners are literally just like, surprise, do you want to get married in front of all their family and friends? And I'm like, doesn't always end well. I don't know know how I feel about that. (laughs) I don't know how I would either. Um, (laughs) It's a boy, right? Yeah, it is. 
So how are you feeling going into boy? I mean, when there's little, I don't know if it really matters that much, but like the difference between boy, girl, how are you feeling? Well, I think it's interesting because like just the pregnancies have been, I'm not, not a to- not totally different, but just little differences here and there. I don't think I have any preconceived notions of what it's going to be like to have a boy versus a girl. Cause I was, I was a nanny for five years before and it's like, you know, you have little girls who are like crazy energetic maniacs everywhere all at once, like kind of that boy stereotype. And then you have little boys who are just super sweet and cuddly and easygoing and have sort of more of that like stereotypical girl energy or whatever. So I think it's kind of a gamble. You really never know what you're going to get either way. I think I'm just more in anticipation of like, what is this baby going to be like as a newborn? Like, what is their energy going to be like? Ruth was very, like a pretty easygoing baby, although she needed to be with me all the time and she wouldn't take a bottle. And so I kind of had to be with her like all the time, the first six months. And so I'm sort of like, will that be different this time around? What is, what is his energy going to be like? Is he going to be a horrible newborn and just screaming all the time? I'm more thinking about that because you can't help but, you can't help but sort of prepare for what you already know. But I'm like, oh, I don't know what this kid is going to be like. So that's going to be interesting. I saw, maybe he'll be exactly the same. True. I saw on Instagram that you're in school too. Yeah. So I, geez, I started trying to get my bachelor's degree at UC Irvine. I mean, I went to college right after high school when I was 18. And then I dropped out of UC Irvine when I was 20. And then I like kept taking classes at community college for the next couple years up until I went on the bachelor. And then, um, the fall that I got pregnant, I decided to go back to school and try to finish at UC Irvine. So then obviously I had to take a couple quarters off when Ruth was born and I went back last fall then I got pregnant again. And so I'm taking online classes right now, which is actually great. I wasn't going to be able to take this spring quarter because like my finals were the first or second week of June. And then my due date is June 18th. So I was like, Oh, that's, I can't do that to myself. But now that I get to do that at home, silver lining for me, yeah. I'm like, great. I can knock out some classes. So after this quarter, I'll only need two more classes next year to graduate. So oh, hopefully wow. next spring I'll be walking finally. And you'll finally get my degree. Watching you. Yes, walk. I know. <laughs> I know. That is so cool though. I know. I'm excited for the photo. I'm gonna have like my captain gown and yeah. my babies. I'm stoked. So that's really cool. Does it feel like another lifetime ago you were on The Bachelor? It kind of does. It does. And then at the same time, when I think about how it was almost three years ago, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Feels like forever and yesterday at the same time. Well, I, I don't know if you saw, but Chris Harrison posted that they're doing some sort of like look back special. Yes. Which is going to be interesting. Is there anything you wouldn't want to see or look, or are you like, whatever it happened? My life is so different now. You know what? As for my actual time on The Bachelor, like, I thought everything was, I thought everything was great. Like I thought that I got a really good edit as they say, and Mm -hmm. I was pretty stoked with it. So no, everything on the show uh, I'm, I'm game for. It was more of like some of how I acted and stuff after the show, just like things I said that I definitely wouldn't want to be reminded of. But as for the actual bachelor season, 
I think it would be so much fun. And I kind of want to rewatch it again. I want, I want Gray to watch it. He's never seen it. Oh my I'm God. Like, I, I was going to say he hasn't seen it. Did he know who you were? Or like, no, no. He, I mean, he likes, we had mutual friends. So he knew that I had gone on the show and all of that, but he definitely made a point that he didn't want to watch it. Cause he was like, I want to get to know her in person. Yeah. And he also thought the show was really stupid. And he was like, I would never date someone on that show. And then, you know, Little does he know. I know. Yes. And then now he watches every season with me and is super into it. We're watching Bachelor Listen to Your Heart right now. Oh my God. I I just spoke to Julia. Oh, did you? It was interesting. Yes. I feel like no one's watching. I know. It's, I don't know. I don't know if people are, but it's like, there are certain parts where I'm just like, what? It, like, I don't care. And then every once in a while, I, I got sucked into that whole little love triangle a little bit. So yes. Yes. I think that they could have made it a lot more I I have ideas for the producers. I'm like, oh, why didn't they? Why didn't they have to? Like, they should have paired up random people for singing challenges. Like they like they should have made Julia and Savannah have to sing a duet together, for instance. Like you know, throw in some drama by sprinkling in some little like singing challenges with people who have beef with each other and that kind of thing. And then there could have been less of like a defined relationship, and we could have like had a little more paradisey. I think we need a little more. I agree. I agree. It was like too much too soon. Now everyone's like in a committed relationship or something. And I think Julia was doing that, but no one else was. So that's why she looks not great. Exactly. Exactly. It's so funny. Um, you know, there's been so much emphasis starting almost like with you with the age of it all. On oh my God. I know. And then, so you were like the young one. And then because yeah. Ari was older and then they made the bachelor was much younger and the women on Colton and Peter season, I mean, are 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. So how did you feel like watching that now? Or did you think it was like overhyped? Like is the whole thing? It was 100% overhyped. And I always say, I didn't even know when I was filming the show that it was going to be such a big deal. Like, and I honestly don't even think the girls on my season would it would have made it such a big deal had it not always been brought up as a talking point and like sort of always provoked to be talked about. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone really cared about how old I was until they were probably like asked all the time. So like, what do you think about Becca's age? They're 16 years apart, 15, however many years apart, (laughs) 14, whatever. So I don't think anyone really would have cared unless it had been made such a storyline. And yeah, like I remember when they came out with the cast list and they didn't show my age. It was was like crazy. And I had no idea that was going to happen. They, they came out with the cast list and I was like, what? And then everyone, of course, is like, why are you hiding your age? I'm like, I'm not, but I guess I shouldn't reveal it now until like yeah. the show decides to tell everyone how old I am. So it was pretty hyped up. And yeah, now looking back on it, I'm like, that's so dumb. And also Nick Vial was like the same age. I think he was a year older than Ari. Mm-hmm. I think he was 36 or 37 on his season. And Corinne was like 22 or 23. Obviously, like Corinne had, you know, so much else going on with her more than just the age. But, uh, you know, I think they just chose to make this storyline. And of course, it hasn't been brought up since. So I'm like, so dumb. And Ari, of all people, ended up with... Lauren's pretty young, no? (laughs) Yeah, Lauren and I, I think, are only three years apart. Yeah, so... (laughs) it's just dating and overall it's like you have such extremes with ages and like so they make headlines and it's like clicky and interesting but it's just fascinating to me bachelor wise because they went so young with peter's girls and colton's girls they got backlash i guess so then they went the opposite with claire and i'm like why do i know so much 
I know. Oh my God. I'm so excited for Claire season though, if it ever actually happens, but I'm stoked. Although the funny thing about Claire is that she's pretty close to 40, I think, Mm -hmm. but she totally has that like young energy about her. Like she's very sort of like romantic and like naive. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but that's just kind of the way she is. I I've met her a couple times that I really like her, but I think it's so funny because it's like, she's almost 40, but she also has this very like youthful sort of energy about her. Yeah. And kind of a youthful outlook as well. No, for sure. And I think it would be interesting to mix it up if they, you know, they go on a little bit of the older side with someone like Claire, it would be maybe appropriate to have like a variety of ages. And then if we all have everyone on a beach sometime, like I'm down for that. That I know. Right? I know. I'm like, I hope they have some guys her age. And like, I don't, I mean, and the age gap thing, you know, it's not that big of a deal if you're in, I feel like if you're in bigger cities like LA or New York, I feel like a lot of people are in relationship, like 22 or 23 year olds are in relationship with dudes in their mid to late thirties. Like it's not that uncommon, Yeah, but I'd love to see it like on paradise. For sure. And like them, I just feel like it would become such a like point, like you're you're young and you millennial. I just feel like everyone would be calling each other millennials. And like, if you're a millennial too, you're just an older millennial. (laughs) I can just see it like playing out in my head. You were born in 1984. You're a millennial too. Okay. Yeah. No, (laughs) I'm Gen Z. (laughs) No. And then now like TikTok is like, it's just, the whole thing is just wild. Did you see Peter and Kelly's TikTok today? No, I don't <laughs> think I've been seeing some of Peter's TikToks on Instagram and they're so cringe. I cannot, I cannot, I can't with TikTok. I feel like I'm too, I feel like I'm too old for it. Even though I'm only 25, I like, I can't keep up with what's going on on that app. No, I feel the same way. <laughs> it's, it's interesting with that. It's like TikTok is now like making like headlines and news too and it's like we're seeing what people are doing through like weird dances and they made a video like singing nobody wants to see it together but it don't matter so it's like kind of I guess I they were just friends yeah no I don't think so I mean yeah just friends of course I guess like Hannah and Tyler too I don't get what's going on it's it is do you have any like just like dating overall, I feel like people are always kind of going back and forth with each other. And now that's what like the bachelor is doing. Like, does that surprise you? What do you think of those couples that are kind of like coming together post show? I don't know. It's so funny. I come from a fairly small town and well, actually it's not that small, but it's like a small community. I'm from Fresno and I felt like all of our friends for like up until now still are like always dating somebody who somebody else is dating. It's sort of like that incestual kind of like friend group thing. Yeah. I feel like the bachelor is the same way. It's like, can you guys please just date outside of this pool of 15 people and like find somebody else? Yeah. But I mean, I guess Tyler did. He did Gigi Hadid. Now she's having a baby. So everyone is announcing pregnancies in quarantine. Pussy. <laughs> I know. I guess there's nothing better to do. Yeah. I don't know. But that one actually took me by surprise. Anyway, yeah, I'm like, okay, let's go outside of the bachelor circle, date you know, somebody else. It's funny because obviously, like, you would never change your life for what it is. And you have kids and you're happy, but you, I feel like you would have been someone who would have probably been offered like roles on Paradise or like the Winter Games, whatever. Do you think you would have done it? Well, I was in the middle. That was another difficult thing that we were navigating when I got pregnant because I, was starting to go through the process of going on paradise. And I was trying to decide like, do I want to continue this relationship? It's very new. Do I want to go on paradise? Like, obviously, I mean, it was even just a conversation of like, 
okay, career-wise, like it's more exposure, it's more potential for like whatever I want to do in the future. And I know we always give people crap for that. I always do. But it's like a real thing that you have to consider when you're going on these shows. You know, it's like I can potentially do these different things that I want to do in the future with this kind of exposure. Um, But yeah, so then I, I decided, I actually decided before I got pregnant that I wasn't going to go on Paradise. So, you know, it's difficult though, to be on the show too. Like you never really, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to overemphasize this and say like, you never know how you're going to get portrayed because I feel like people use that card when they were just being a shitty person and being like, Oh, I got a bad edit. And it's like, well, they, they, you know, you did say that you did do that. So you can't, a lot of people can't really use that excuse, but you, you know, if you take out one certain sentence and like put these words in a different context. Like you can look really bad when that wasn't really what was going on, you know, like producers know know. what they're doing, but you also have to, you know, you're, you said what you said, maybe not how it was shown, but you said, said, yeah, it's a game. Right. So there's kind of a fear. There was kind of a fear of that for me where I'm like, I'm really happy with how the show went the first time. Like, what if, I don't know, what if something happens in paradise? And I obviously, um, I'm always saying a lot and I'm like, what if I say something and then everyone hates me? I don't know. You can't help but think about yeah. that sort of thing. And, and it's also messy and you have so many people that are then giving ammo to target you with and say mean things. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to go through this again, even though I'm sure it would be really fun. So I don't know, like in an alternate world, maybe, but maybe not. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's interesting. Um, with the, you've definitely found an audience. I feel like with your, your podcast and with your, like your, I saw you wanted to start blogging and you kind of have the mommy situation going. Do you, how did you handle when people, you know, aren't so happy with you or the trolls, yeah. or the, the whole thing? You know, the thing that upsets me the most, I've definitely learned so much about myself and a lot of how to brush off other people's opinions. But what definitely still gets to me is when I feel like I'm fundamentally misunderstood or like my intentions are misunderstood. And I think definitely people following on social media, you know, I don't know how to say this any other way, but like you can be real and authentic on social media and still be like hiding other parts of your life just because they're private parts of your life. Mm -hmm. And you can still, that's not being fake. That's just choosing to present a certain authentic side of yourself. And so but then if you are being authentic and real, people get a sense that they know you from social media or from a podcast or whatever it may be, and then can formulate ideas about who you are, what your intentions are, what kind of person you are. And that's what really upsets me sometimes is I'm like, well, but you don't know me. You don't, you don't live with me. You're not one of my friends. You don't see the kind of person I am in real life and in my day-to-day interactions. And so when people sort of conjecture about about those kind of things, that really bothers me. And I definitely have a difficult time just, one, not just getting hurt about it because uh, I don't like the feeling of being misunderstood. I don't think anybody does. And then two, trying to figure out what's worth like responding to and clearing up and what's not. And so that's difficult. And sometimes I get it wrong and sometimes I get it right. And I think say something that needs to be said, but you know, on my Instagram, I have a little tagline, like everyone makes mistakes. I just make them in public. And 
It's actually a Kanye West tweet, but, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, we're all like, you know, everybody has their shit and some people's you just get to see online. So, I know. but it's I, like, but I enjoy it. It's all worth it. Like I, I do feel like it's all worth it. You want to be real and not like present a fake life on Instagram. But at the same time, if you're too real, then yeah, people, I think feel like they have the right to kind of tell you how they feel when you didn't ask. Yeah, absolutely. But then I look, I'm, I look at some of my favorite people on social media or my favorite podcasters or some of my favorite people. And the reason I love them is because they are authentic and unapologetically themselves. And I see that they get shit all the time too. And I'm like, Oh, but they still speak to me. And like what they say still touches me or makes me laugh or makes me feel like I'm not alone in those kind of thoughts or feelings. And so then I'm like, Oh, that's worth it. Cause hopefully I'm making other people feel that same way that these people make me feel. And so I have to remind myself that it's just kind of the name of the game and that if you're putting yourself out there, someone's not going to like it. Totally. Um, Is there anyone you're still in touch with from your season, from Ari's season? Yeah. I mean, of course it's like you just, just through social media, you're like replying to people on Instagram. So I'm always like, you know, commenting back to people's stories and stuff other girls from my season. Um, and then, you know what? I think just a lot of my friendships in general have changed since becoming a mom. And I still like, there's some of the girls from my season that I just absolutely love. I love, you know, I'm going to leave someone out, but like Kendall and Sien, Viviana and Becca. And, but I think our friend, like, I'm just not as close as I used to be with some of them, not for any particular reason, but just because you know, when your life, life is going in two different, yeah, life stuff, yeah. just like any other friendship, but I still love those girls and, and, uh, and it's nice to just like keep in touch on Instagram yeah, and see what sure. everyone's up to. Hearing those names, it like takes me back. Wasn't there always drama with your hair too? Not drama, but like people oh, were always talking about your hair. I was like the first girl it's ever blows my mind that it's true. I was the first girl in 22 seasons to have hair above my shoulders. Like a trailblazer, which is so so crazy. Like that's nuts. It's not that uncommon of a thing, but yeah, I guess I was the first person to do it. And so why the longer hair now? A hard hitting question. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, because when I have short hair, the thing about short hair is it's super cute, except when you you aren't dressing and looking Mm. super cute. You have to like do it. Every day. Yeah. I, or, I, or you have to do makeup or, or, you know, wear cute clothes. And I always just felt really frumpy when I had like my pixie cut and like when I'd have sweats and sweatpants on. And I also just didn't like when I was, when I got pregnant with Ruth, I was like, my face got really swollen and stuff. And I was like, I just don't like the way this looks with short hair. So I decided I would start growing my hair. I mean, I just like doing my hair differently. Someone asked the other day if I would do the pixie again. And I'm like, yeah, I totally am going to like, probably a couple years from now, I'll get bored of growing my hair out and chop it off again. But I was like, I need something different. And also it's fun because you have variety. You can do French braids and you can put it up in a messy bun when you're feeling frumpy and like still look cute. So, you know, totally. needed something different. We got a Becca with a K on Listen to Your Heart before we got someone else with I know. <laughs> I know. That's so true. I, when I saw that, I thought of you immediately. I was like, oh, we have one of those in Bachelor Nation, Becca with K. We've got a thousand Laurens, and now we got two Beccas with a K, but one short hair. 
<laughs> I know. I can't believe it. Who knows? Maybe next season, whoever that is, someone else do the pixie cut thing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. we'll see. Um, is there anyone who we'd be surprised to know maybe you've connected with over Instagram, whether it's another like famous mama or bachelor person or? I don't think so. Nobody, nobody. Uh... No, I don't think so. And, I, and to be honest, I don't really, I didn't follow anyone from Peter's season or anything like that. It's hard not to get in your, I, I'm very competitive and it's hard not to get in your head about that kind of stuff too. And this may sound so stupid, but when the girls off the new season are coming off with like 2 million followers, you're like, Oh my God, why didn't I just wait two more seasons oh before going on? <laughs> I love that you're not afraid to admit that though. Cause I would have thought the same thing. It's a real, I'm sure I can't be the only one from my season no. who goes and looks at those following numbers and is like, God damn it. So I don't know. Sometimes you got to do stuff for your own mental health. I mean, I don't know. I know I talked a lot of shit on Ari and Lauren after they got together, after he dumped Becca, but obviously they're really happy. So I love following along and like, you know, Lauren's, well, actually now Jenna for my season's about to have a baby. So she'll be the third one for my season. We're very, we're a very fertile bunch, Ari's yeah. cast, <laughs> but, um, but it's fun to see like, you know, it's fun to see, um, their baby, uh, Alessi, you know? And so I'm, I love following along on Instagram and seeing, you know, their journey kind of as a couple. Yeah. And it's, and like, I definitely, I've said it before, but I definitely regret saying so many awful things. Cause obviously they're so sweet and happy together now and they have their little family. So did they forgive, forgive you for any stuff you made? Did you ever talk about it or was it kind of just like, uh, no, I definitely reached out, I think, to Lauren and apologized, and she was very sweet about it. But yeah, it's, it's it definitely, I definitely said a lot of things about different people that I would probably take back at this point. And I think there does get to be a certain period in, in time where it's like water under the bridge. Because of yeah. course, like me and Tia had the whole beef on our season and everything. But now looking back on it, that just feels so dumb. Yeah. And like, you know. I follow her. Yeah. It's like high school. It's like the end of the world. But yes. And you yes. get removed and you're like, what were we even fighting about? Well, and everything's amplified because so many people care about it too. So everyone's asking about it. And then you say something that's like, yeah, it just, everything gets blown super, super out of proportion. Before I let you go, best and worst parts of being in the Bachelor Mansion? Oh my gosh. Best. Okay. Worst part? The washer and dryer were broken and the dishwasher was broken. Really? So we had to, <laughs> you did that on your budget? So we had to cook for ourselves, clean our own dishes. I know. So, so hard. Life is so hard, but I definitely thought that that wasn't going to be the way it was. Yeah. But we had to wash our own dishes and yeah. And then we had to wait until they would take our clothes to like a to a laundromat to get them washed. And so those two things definitely sucked. Also, the pool was kind of gross too. It wasn't very clean. Yes. And then you're also sleeping in really crappy bunk beds too that are like, you know, those like foam mattresses that are like a camp. Like camp. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those are like what you sleep in. Those are not comfortable. No. So that was horrible. And then the best part, honestly, it was really fun to live. I thought it was really fun to live with all the girls. And especially in those first couple weeks, you don't really know each other yet. And there's not any like solidified drama yet. 
So it's really fun. A lot of times you're kind of hanging out by the pool and you're chatting and you're bonding over going through the same wacky experience together. So, and you're playing like charades and doing, you know, karaoke style stuff. I I thought that that was really fun. That's a unique And then it all went downhill from there. (laughs) Yeah. The second you guys have to celebrate like going to Cleveland or something, it's just downhill. Um, Yes. I'm surprised by the pool. I'm sad. I like I know. But it was great. I would always go in the pool anyway because it was the only time that we really got to take our mics off. Mm. So I'd be like, oh, I need a little break. I want to take my mic off. I'm just gonna go spend some alone time. Well, that listen to your heart hot tub. I was like, whoa, what is this situation? The listen to your heart mansion is fancy looking. It is really fancy. I'm kind of into it. But if they need to do Claire season in one place, that would be a good spot. Right? I know. I know. I heard that they were going to do it at a resort or something. I think that yeah. would actually be pretty fantastic. I think so, too. Mix it. it up. Why not? Like, we got to do something. Yes. Yes. Um, well, is there anything you want to plug or direct Us Weekly readers to that you're doing? Well, obviously, the podcast, Chatty Broads, we're, all, we're covering Listen to Your Heart right now, but we're always doing episodes about other lifestyle stuff, sex, dating, you know, motherhood, birth like pretty much everything under the sun we're, we're talking about. And then also sometime in the next few months, don't really know what the timeline's looking now, like now because of COVID, but I'm releasing my clothing line, which I've worked, worked yeah. really hard on, which has so many different eco-friendly and sustainable aspects that I've been trying to shift my life in general over to. And then wow. the whole clothing line will be sort of geared towards that. So you can find more information about that. I have a whole highlight on my Instagram at Becca, B-E-K-A-H. And uh, yeah, it's kind of the best place to follow along. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your quarantine to speak with me. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed catching up with Becca. I thought it was really interesting to hear about her life now and her time on the show. She was quite controversial at the time, which seems silly looking back, but it was fun to catch up with her. I want to thank you all for listening. Remind you to listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you to Becca. Thank you to Nick. And I will see you all next week.